Good evening and uh, and welcome back and welcome to what is a new year. Yes, this is uh, this is the first one of 2019. My goodness, 2019. How many, how many months will it be before I get finally get to write the nine right out of the, tw- of the 2019? Yeah, that, that's true. <laughs> Eight and scribbled it, nine. At least we don't have to write checks anymore. That was always <coughs> that was always an issue back then. But 2019, I mean, that was Blade Runner was set in 2019. It was. So we were all supposed to be in front. I mean, I'm cars. still gutted after four years ago. There's no, no whiff of a hoverboard. No, no. <laughs> With a hoverboard, but uh, yes. So uh, happy New Year to everyone! I hope you've had a lovely Christmas. Uh, welcome back to Five Better Podcast. As you've heard already, uh, ably assisted again as usual, as always, by uh, Guy Merry. Hello there. How are you doing? Um, so we, we tried to think of a theme this year, didn't we? Jim? Yeah, yeah. So uh, we, like this year, this so year, this year, this, year, this new year. Right, what, in twenty nineteen. Twenty nineteen. Twenty nineteen. Well remembered. So. Uh, yeah, so the theme where we came up with, I say we, I texted Guy and said, what the hell are we going to do? And he texted me back and went, hey man, new beginnings, because that's what we need, because it's new year. So, uh, so the theme is new beginnings. And so we had to think about a song that was, we were going to have as our kind of baseline song to find five better than. And uh, I'm going to hand over to Guy to tell you which song that is. Well, we <coughs> looked at, well, I don't know, rather I thought about... Um, Right, don't pick yourself up. Starting uh, <laughs> st- Talk about new beginnings, like I said. It's all new, me. So new yeah. beginnings. So, so shall I get with the gym for, the new, <laughs> for this podcast? I mean, I'm pretty much carrying it, it feels like. Yeah, so, yeah, I think of the ideas and provide the venue. Um, and, uh, provide the year. Provide the <laughs> and I was thinking, you know, what better way to uh, sort of break the year of new resolutions and, you know, what, what, what things do I need to change about me? Mm. I don't believe in new resolutions because I always end up giving those up after about sort of three weeks. Um... The usual ones are get healthy, aren't they? Yeah. Get healthy. I mean, this our age and our forties now. It's more about just just getting through it, <laughs> getting on with it, getting, getting through it, getting under, getting through things unscathed. I find for me, this isn't a new year though. I never think of a new year as a new year anymore. Being a teacher, mm. my new year is in September, so correct. I tend Monday. to do things from there. But it's always good to change, Jim, and that's where the song comes it's in. True. True. So, what a better song to uh, to break this new year? And also be the song we're looking at today, and it is David Bowie's Changes. How the others must see the faker. I'm much too fast to take that test. Can't get bored of that song. Good song. It's a really good song. Hunky Dory, what a good album that is. I have to stay actually listen to it, a bit of prep. It's a fantastic album. Really good. It's the opening song, isn't it? I think on the album as well, Changes. Does it say New Year to you? New you changes. So, so, well, yeah, and th- and that was kind of how he how he always portrayed himself, wasn't it? When he came up with something new, there was a whole. He, he was never one to kind of live in the past or or live on what he'd done before. It was very very much um, uh, moved with the times, or well, set the agenda for the times more than moved with the time. So seventy one, it was released, and a single in January of nineteen seventy two. There you go. Uh, didn't make a top 40 though well, how, many, how many songs of Bowie didn't make top well I don't know that's just a different kind of question it's another podcast um, this single is cited as David Bowie's official North American debut despite the fact that the song The Man Who Sold The World popular by Nirvana uh, was released in North America two years prior mm. Mm. and it was the last song, song he performed on stage apparently uh, before he retired from performing in 2006 
I mean, it is great. It is great. I, I mumbled underneath you a minute ago there that I, I, I love David Bowie. I think I probably came to David Bowie a little bit late. Um, and my love of... Da- like, I, I knew David Bowie growing up and mm. I knew the songs and I, and I quite liked them. But it was only whilst listening to uh, Radio 2, Jonathan Ross used to champion him on, uh, on his Saturday morning show. Yeah. Um, for, like every week would always play a David Bowie song and uh, I really really got back into well got into I suppose David Bowie then um, and, and yeah I think it was uh, there's he's the, like his catalogue is speaks for itself with the, the, how good it is I tell you what sorry back, back, back to the album itself Hunky Dory bloody hell it's got that, that's why I liked it because also I put it on vinyl so it's got it's got lovely sort of order of tracks as well changes oh you pretty things eight nine poem life on Mars the Kook song which is always quite, always yeah, quite yeah. Um, quicksand fill your heart Andy Warhol song for Bob Dylan Queen bitch and the Beauty Brothers I mean that's a really good interestingly good interestingly the Kooks song yeah. obviously where the Kooks got their yeah, name yeah. and we're in Crouch End mm-hmm. and that first Kooks album is the studio Conk, which is the studio to the road away from me. yeah indeed there we go well to six degrees of separation there Andy Warhol he knew everyone didn't he it is these mates with them all isn't he it? references John Lennon in the album um and changes the song itself. It's just got some really kind of nice sort of just different musical phases yeah. in the song, which is what I really like, quite like about the song. Um, and, it, and it's catchy. It is. It's good. Really good song. I mean, how many songs have got a stutter in it? Well, do you know what I was just thinking? Apart from the stutter rap in the eighties. Well, damn it! Have you been looking at my list? So there we go. That's our quest. Can we find five better songs about sort of new beginnings, starting over again? That are well, maybe better. And David Bowie, it's going to be tough. It is going to be a we've tough had, one. We've had some real big ones this this season, haven't we? <laughs> <laughs> and some songs as well. And <laughs> it's. I think we are starting to get back. It's starting to get into. I think in the early podcast, I was afraid to uh, bring out the big boys. Bring out the big boys. Yeah, yeah. Messing with the big boys now, but um, now I think uh, it, it, we. You've got to try. You've got to try and find the song that fits, or try and. I'm trying to win now. I think more than anything else. I think at the beginning I was trying to find amusing anecdotes about yeah. songs, whereas now I'm more thinking about the song. Yeah, good point. Good point. And also, I mean, it's challenging, isn't it? Now we've got some good songs where we. Yeah. You've really got to think about it. We just scuffed. No, no. Sorry, <laughs> I'm flicking the chair. I'm flicking the seat. I'm flicking the seat with excitement. And, um, uh, it sounded like a farted. It did. Uh, to, to change your pants. Change your changes. <laughs> change, Maybe change, that's change, why he was changing change, change. in a stutter. That's, that's a good use of the cha-cha-cha, isn't it? And the um, chang 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 We'll always be like one. The Grease sing-along's been on quite a lot over Christmas. I, I saw you see it. But I w- watched Lorraine this morning and uh, Dee Dee, what's her name, who played Frenchie, was on... Doesn't she look brilliant? She did look good, yeah. actually. She did look... Different with the dark hair, Bob, but D- still, you, pink you, wig, could, but yeah. you could see who she was. I didn't recognise her, but you could see who she was when, when I worked it out. She had kind, a kind face, my she wife had kind, said. Kind eyes. <laughs> she she had kind eyes, kind but face. But that's, that's why she was Frenchy, because Frenchy was the kind one. See, Frenchy, when I was growing up, meant like, <laughs> don't you dare. <laughs> He's doing it. He's perting his lips at me. It meant a whole new other thing. <laughs> she said, like a Frenchie, uh, well, I'd meet you around the back of the bike sheds. <laughs> 
We're talking about Frenching around the back of the Berkshire's. Uh, it's a <laughs> tenuous link, but it's that time we should talk about what we've been drinking. Oh, we know what it is. It is time for... Booze Talk, Booze Talk, what you drinking tonight? Lovely segue in there, Jim. Thank you, um, thank you. So, I'll park it in the corner. I, talked to, I saw two kids on two segways yesterday. Did you? Showing off, the both of them. So annoying. <laughs> is, is that the plural? Is it? Se- what's the, what's the uh, group? What's a group of segways? Is it a, um, a f- falafel of segways? Shittier shuffle, 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 we're back on the GNT, which is... A, and it's a not even group. summer, this is crazy. It's not even summer. Um, we're, we're, in, uh, we're in our spiritual home again, our new spiritual home of the art house um, cinema. And we decided, we, the last few podcasts that have been here, we've been drinking the meantime pale ale, and we thought, if Booze Talk is going to be of any consequence in this podcast, we better drink something bloody different. Um, so I went down and bought the next best thing, which was uh, uh, Bombay Sapphire and uh, Fever Tree Tonic. And I've got to say, that. it's pretty good. You can't go on with that at all. <coughs> it actually is really refreshing not to be drinking over winter and Christmas. Sort of red wine, mm. spirits, which aren't gin, <clears throat> and, uh, and real ale for a change. But uh, it's really nice. It's really, really good. It is. I was, I was actually shook because I've kind of avoided the gin oh. and tonic for a while, but... It tastes bloody good. Oh. Now, is it too early, though, for a G&T? <laughs> <laughs> we are recording this at 1pm. No, I'm joking. <laughs> Listen, it's been Christmas, celebration, but there's a few RIPs we've got to get through. There are a few RIPs. Uh, it's, been uh, a bit, it's been a bit of a shit one for the last kind of few weeks. Yeah, it has. Um, the main one being Buzzcocks lead singer Pete Shelley's da- died. Obviously, it came more into prominence with Nevermind the Buzzcocks, the TV mm, show, sort of, of brought them back into the public consciousness. But <coughs> Ever Fallen in Love with Someone is a, it's a, classic, it's a brilliant it? punk a anthem. Classic. Just the way it kind of drives its way through, and it's, just, it, it's like, it's, it's really angry about this. It's one of these angry love songs, almost. Mm. I heard someone say, I think maybe Danny Baker on Twitter said that Buzzcocks were really good at making, they, were, they kind of write pop songs, but in the punk, yeah. punk style, yeah. think, which I think is probably quite true. And therefore, like, his, his songwriting gets a bit under, sort of rated. Yeah, yeah. Um, he also had the classic thing of when he got older, he looked nothing like his younger self. Right. Lots of young sort of punk bands looked really sort of scrawny, yeah. pale, and uh, just sort of like slightly, <laughs> but Pete Doherty, and then... They end up in the later years looking a bit like some sort of farmer. <laughs> yeah, that sort of like big beard, slightly big white, big sort of belly. Um, I suppose, but the thing is, it must be difficult to keep punk going. We end up looking like John Cooper Clark. <coughs> John yeah. Cooper Clark, for as great as he is, <clears throat> and he's got clearly got a look, hasn't he? Sort of yeah. Ronnie Wood looks a bit like sort of on speed. Yeah, but. I don't, and, know, I don't like, know if you could pull it off as a sort of punk artist like now. Keith, Keith Richards is like the kind of the rock pirate as well, yeah. isn't he? But like punk, it's you know even Shane McGowan doesn't even bother trying to be look like a punk anymore. You can't, you know, uh, you you just you can't be that angry and wear that shit clothing. Uh, nah, uh, constantly. Like you just. Uh, otherwise, I think you turn into the the cliched. Um, Postcard punks of, uh, of the eighties, yeah, the eighties, that kind 80s, of yeah. pink Mohican, and uh, also, don't you don't know if you can be a punk. Well, I'm not sure if punk exists now as a sort of a 
as a, as a sort of a movement. You couldn't say it does. I mean, it's, it's stylistically, it's still around. Yeah, but the movement I think of punk the, kind of it was very quick, wasn't it? I think it was over well, it was over within a couple of years. It was it? The, it was a reaction to the it was a reaction to the political climate of the seventies mm. and the way music had gone in the seventies, wasn't it? And that mm. that was kind of where it, and and that almost disappeared when uh, it, well house music did that in the late eighties, early nineties. Yeah. And uh, indie then kind of took on the mantle of that yeah. a bit, uh, uh, and it's because it's very punk is reactionary or was reactionary, and, and, and that anger. The only people who still kind of do it, and I think they're capable of doing it because of where they're from is Green Day, or well did do it in the, in yeah. the last ten yeah, years. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. American Idiot yeah. is is a very reactionary punk. Um, like it's got that it's got the politics you, know, you yeah. have to have the politics the problem with behind, be behind all of that then as soon as and this is the I suppose it's the sort of the nature of what they do bands who become who become punk bands who have quite a political voice suddenly become quite big yeah and then in that sort of really tricky sort of dichotomy of while they're going to be a sellout which yeah inevitably they don't do because they want to be a sellout they do because because they get big and they want to be play stadiums they want a bit yeah. more money to record albums and record songs about something they believe in but the flip side of that is they suddenly they become a bit too big yeah it's the, it's, uh, the, it's the that, curse that's the curse you're, you're right, always yeah. going to have you know you can't I remember having arguments with, with lads when I grew up who said the Fuji sold out because they do the cover of uh, um, Killing Me Softly yeah. Killing Me Softly and it's like well they did they sold out because now they're on top of the pops it's like but they didn't sell out. They would have wanted to be on top of the pops. And they would have wanted to be making money because that's why they're in the yeah. music business. You don't. If if you're going into the music business not to ultimately try and make a living out of it, then you yeah. may as well turn up at an open mic every night with your guitar and be angry. I think that's the, but that's the problem, isn't it? It's the it's a. Oh, it's it, the conflict, isn't it? Yeah. You want to be true. You don't want to be a sellout because I.e. be bought for. But I didn't think like Dido's always been accused as like being just sort of like advert music, or yeah. and Moby has as well because he sold a lot of his album, his material to like car companies and. and but there was a lot of stuff with Moby where people got pissed off because he was sampling great mm. soul tracks and blues tracks from yeah, yeah, yeah. the sixties. The there was a, there was a lot of issues with that as well. But I think ultimately, if you're going into a musical career, if it's going to be a career, you have to at some point make money. Yeah. So, you you're always going to be viewed as a sellout in the long term, unless you're unless you're rubbish or not good enough. <laughs> True, and and that's that's kind of where it and that's where I think the dichotomy comes from. When it didn't didn't the Sex Pistols do that when they reformed? I because I saw them play at the Phoenix Festival back in 1996, and that was the first incarnation of their like yeah. re- reformation of like the band after how long it had been since they played last. I think they did a tour. I think it might be called "In It for the Money" or yeah, yeah. or something like equally as like I do knowing about the it. fact they're just I doing mean, it purely for the money. They they had so many problems, anyway, <coughs> they, didn't they? Like oh, Malcolm McLaren uh, tried to run them as a business and yeah. tried basically made them like an X Factor. But they product. were like they were mannequin, weren't they? Man, uh, they were sort of like. Purely staged and yeah, put yeah. together like a manufactured band. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, um, but he made it. He made it more so, didn't he? Because yeah. he kicked one of them out and brought in Sid Vicious, who couldn't play guitar. I it mean, was, it, was it Glenn Matlock? I think the original bass player. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, 
but there, like, there, 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 there's times <laughs> when they like uh, Johnny Rotten I'm sure I've seen uh, 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 John Lydon I'm sure I've seen an interview with him where he said uh, he really liked Sid Vicious was one of his best friends but being on stage with him was a bloody nightmare because yeah. he couldn't keep up and he couldn't play the chords yeah. and he was apart from that apart, <laughs> he was alright apart from that he was, and, he, and he was he was just marketed by McLaren wasn't he yeah. and, and you know McLaren I quite like Malcolm McLaren, but I think he used the Sex Pistols to make money out of them. Now, what's, the, what's my best thing about we you know about Malcolm McLaren that I, I we love? <laughs> it's not the fact he had crazy hair, was mad to Vivian Westwood, and created one of the biggest bands in the seventies and eighties, um, and was stylistically an icon. It was the fact that he was on that Channel Five documentary about <laughs> ten years ago. <laughs> <laughs> and it is yes, to become his, the mayor. His infamous line was, <laughs> "Jesus is a sausage." <laughs> Jesus is indeed a sausage. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, listeners, <laughs> we're going to carry on with the RIPs. Yeah. So the second person. Well, you you introduced this because I didn't know much about this this band Marmalade. Yeah. No, I didn't. Uh, I didn't, them, didn't know much. Too, too much about them really but I just remember their cover of Obla Dee Obla Da by the Beatles that was their kind of big hit um, big Scottish band um, from, from the 70s but Dean Ford the lead singer died uh, only last night which was, uh, which was a bit of a shame sad for him so R.I.P. Dean Ford Dr. Hook's Ray Sawyer died and uh, and I said to you no I don't know much about Dr. Hook uh, Doctor and the Medics Doctor and the Medics different <laughs> but I did know their one big Song, uh, if you're in love with a beautiful, <coughs> if you're in love with a beautiful woman, or when you're in love with a beautiful woman, I don't choke up. <laughs> I'm well enough. I'm well enough. Uh, quite a seventies vibe that song, isn't it? Yeah, real kind of funk. Yeah, uh, great keyboard from Doctor Hook all the all the way through. But <laughs> and the medicine. <laughs> One more that uh, not really musical, but I feel we've got to mention uh, the the awesome Dame June Whitfield. I felt awful because I, I think I cursed her. I think the night before I was thinking about <laughs> she's a day. She's great though. I mean, such a, I mean, and a comedy actress, which made it look completely effortless. Like yeah, she yeah. wasn't like a, a silly kind of like slapsticky kind of. She was really the foil to a lot of yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. She didn't try to be funny. No, and that's but, what made her funny. I mean, I mean, like, t- Terry and June was my favourite growing up. See, I preferred her in Harriet Hancock's Half Hour and all the kind of those episodes where she was just literally the, 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 the know-it-all to yeah. Hancock's complete stupid idiot. But I, I tell you what, is a testament to how um, good she was as an actress is I lost 50 quid to my wife in a bet <laughs> um, that she said to me that's June Whitfield in a programme and I said that's not June Whitfield it's ridiculous that's not June Whitfield because did, I didn't really think it was June it turned out it was um, I can't remember the show I think it must have been absolutely fabulous or yeah she was great at the ground yeah. she, or, or maybe it was something else uh, maybe it was something else that she did afterwards but yeah lost 50 quid to my wife in June Whitfield yeah, yeah she's good though great stuff um, listen let's get straight into the Yes. Yeah, let's go for it. Let's go for You're it. You're rolling for me this time, yeah? I am going to roll for you. I roll for you. Roll for you. Five. 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 Here we Better. go now. <laughs> Check it out now. Check out my one. Five. Oh, you've done it. Oh, this is going to be a good one. Oh, now we've gone modern for five. Oh, really? We've gone modern. We never, we never go modern. <laughs> I know. It's not um, Dua Lipa again, it's is Dua it? It's not Dua Lipa, no. Slightly, slightly, same sort of ballpark, a bit earlier. Uh, this is Katy Perry. Ooh. 
I'm a champion, you're going to hear me roar, Jim. <laughs> I mean, if, is that not celebrating someone who knows what they're doing? Uh, I stood for nothing, so I fell for everything. You held me down, but I got up. Brackets, hey! Exclamation mark, close brackets. <laughs> um, it's a good song. I mean, I like this song because it's got a few things. I think pop-wise, she's a really good pop artist. Yeah, yeah. I just said a second ago during the song. Um, lyrically, I think this is really good. Like thunder, going to shake the ground. You held me down, but I got up, got ready because I had enough. I see it all, I see it now. She's obviously got the eye of the tiger. Reference yeah. another song. She's a fighter. There's references about dancing. Champion, she's louder than lion. You obviously the sim... Um, Symbolic of sort of the, the the lion there. It's a really good song, and actually for and also for. Don't mention last time with Dua Lipa being about like a, a sort of a female role model. Mm, yeah, I think yeah, for yeah, girls, yeah. it's really good to have someone like Katy Perry, who's a really good sort of like pop pop artist, but also, I mean, she's been quite consistent as well the last sort of four or five years with all of her songs. Yeah. Uh, in terms of her being quite good, generally in terms of songwriting and. Just being a good artist, and I think it's great. She's very, she's very listenable as a pop artist. I think, um, like I think that all of her songs are really. They, and I, also, I don't, I don't mean this is a negative, no. but they're in, they're inoffensive. If it comes on a radio, I don't think. Oh God. No, but also quite different. I mean, you know, I kissed yeah. the girl. I kissed the girl. I think it's a it's a great sort of song. Mm. I, I don't, it's a really kind of odd song as well. Um, yeah, it is. But then the song I really like of hers is Firework as an artist. Oh, right. That's a okay. really good song. See, um, the thing, my problem with Firework is I always think it Jesse J. <laughs> I don't mean that. In, like, <laughs> what, because of the. I don't know why. I just I just spent ages thinking that was a Jesse J song. Well, they were they were around the same sort of just, time, weren't like, they? A few what years I mean ago. is that they're quite. They were quite at that time. I think they were quite interchangeable mm. as. Artists, but I don't don't get me wrong. I don't dislike Katy Perry. I think she's uh, I think she's good. Yeah, and you know, like I said, I think she's she's kind of being in and out. I think we talked about was it last was it one about um, was it Rihanna? We talked, we talked about, about Rihanna a bit. Who she kind yeah. of like she reinvents herself or she yeah. releases tracks every sort of few months and. Um, didn't and she, she's do a song, she did that California Girls with California Girls uh, that um, was with Snoop Dogg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's done a few sort of. Um, Sort of, yeah, her style's kind of changed, but I think that's like the nature of the, the yeah, artist yeah. now, isn't it? Oh, no, definitely. Yeah, and also, pop isn't just sort of plasticky, kind of wham, throwaway, disposable. It's, there's a lots of different jo- styles, like sort of rap. It could be, all, yeah, um, or it could be kind of upbeat like this, or it could be. I think if you're if you're good enough, people give you different songs. Mm. You don't just become the same old trash. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Or not trash. You don't just become marginalised with the same old pop song every time. I think if you're good enough, if you're, if yeah. you're a big name like Katy Perry yeah, or yeah, Rihanna, yeah. you get the opportunity to work with lots of different people to be able to do um, do different things. And I think Which I think is a luxury, isn't it? Because obviously she's <clears> at that stage now where she doesn't have to. Yeah. She's not necessarily beholden to a record company because I know she's not released anything for a while. So... Mm. Uh, there's not that pressure to release an album, but no, you know, guarantee when she does, it will sell, and she will still and does sell out kind of like stadiums and yeah, yeah, um, and yeah, and I'll say I'll always go back to that idea. I think she's really positive as an influence to someone. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, and you know, standing up for yourself, that being that sort of lion, being being able to speak out, yeah, um, it's, it's really good, and it's got a bit of a a link to the changes with the uh, 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 a few little kind of like reflections yeah, yeah, she does. Yeah. Um, like I said the little hey she does uh, cool video 
Um, good artist. I mean, it's a really, I, I think it's a really good song. I mean, the problem we're going to have, as I said, Changes is such a great song. Yeah, no, that's, um, that, that's it's a classic. <clears throat> so unless we find a real belter of a classic, which I yeah. think, you know, I've got a couple of which, yeah, I've different got, numbers will come up. Hopefully, you will get those. I think I, that, that's what, that's where I'm struggling with this because I don't, I don't dislike the song. I don't dislike Katy Perry, but I think it's another one of those ones where we are going to struggle because changes is is a great tune. Um, it's a great song. And for that reason, I'm out. I'm afraid. I think you've got. I think you've. Uh, many, many other songs. This would have been a better song than. Um, yeah. But I just. I don't. I'm not sure it is a better song than Changes. Well, uh, I'm not sure. <coughs> that is. No, that's fair enough. And that's. This is my kind of like. And it's. I find it. My, I find pop, it, my pop song. That I've yeah. whacked, whacked in my five. That and I've it, got. And it's bad. It's bad. Because I suppose, you know, the, the difficulty of this podcast all the time is trying to gauge two very different songs yeah. in the thing. But I, like I, I've, got, I've got one in mind that I think that I was saying to you earlier, I think that it's probably not a better song, but I think there's times that it is a better song. Right. And that's where I would argue okay. with that one. Okay. Um, all right. Well, it's 1-0 we'll so. to Bowie. Uh, let's see what number I roll for you, Jim. I'm gonna roll for you. I'm gonna roll for you. I'm gonna roll for you. Also, sorry, Kate Perry did the fireworks song, which I think is good. So she's kind of a guaranteed kind of hit, isn't mm. it? Like, like the, the Nolly Holder and Slade, and uh, it's Christmas. Yeah. It's always gonna get played. <laughs> November the fifth, you're always gonna hear a firework. Anyway, here we go. Number, number two. Number two. What are you gonna do? Okay. Um, we're going north of England. We're going to Manchester. Yeah. We're going. I am the resurrection by the Stone Roses. I am the resurrection. Um, just a, a brilliant, brilliant track. I mean, Stone Rose is a band that, uh, well, we both loved. Mm, I, we, yeah. We've seen them twice together. Um, I'm sure you've probably you've maybe seen them before. Um, but that was the first time I saw them when I saw them recently. I remember when Fool's Gold came out, I was like just blown away by how different it was to anything else mm. that was out there. Um, and I and the Resurrection, it's just, it's like, obviously the link is Resurrection, New Beginnings, Yeah, that's a good one, that's a really different. good one, that. Um, I didn't have that one, I've got to be honest with didn't you. Didn't you? I thought, no, I thought that no, was going to no. be one that you were going to have. I mean, <coughs> I struggle with the thing, I'll be honest with you, as a general rule, I struggle with themes. Really? <laughs> I, quite, I quite like I am the theme about. struggler. That was Rue Weaver. You're going to hear me roar. <laughs> <laughs> but I like, yeah... You know, it's it's got everything, and I think you know, it's the Stone Roses at their pinnacle. Um, when the the four original members were there, you've got a, an amazing drummer who kicks the whole thing off. Um, in, Arguably, in best Rennie. drummer of that era. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And you know, in historically, he'll be he'll be counted in the in the uh, among the top drummers, I think. Yeah. Um, and then you've obviously got uh, Manny, who I loved with his long hair and his uh, lean, lean back, no neck kind of bass yeah. playing style. Um, and it just, you know, that, that 
it's like we were talking uh, earlier about the the dry the, the way the, the the rhythm and the bass drives yeah, it yeah. through. Ian Brown, who has his voice equalised out, so that it sounds good. But also, you know, he's like, yeah, but he's, he's also I think he's, like, he's an attitude singer. He's also, but he's also he's, underrated. I think. Yeah. Actually, those lyric, I think lyrically he's not too bad. Oh, no, definitely. I think definitely. he's got he's got it spot on. I just I saw him live at the V Festival and. Uh, Got just so frustrated with the fact that he couldn't hold the tune. No, um, but that's kind but, of now <clears throat> almost he gets a little bit of a free pass, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah. Because everyone expects him not to sing great. Yeah, but I think his his whole thing, his whole performance is attitude and and feeling. Yeah, it's not musically, it's not great, but the the he, but he carries the understanding, that kind of attitude. The understanding yeah, of yeah, what yeah. he's singing about. Well, Manchester. If you if you if you thought of the word Manchester, you had an image. You'd, you'd see mm. him, wouldn't you? Kind of mm. sort of bagginess and his kind of um, yeah. And then, and, the, and then you know you've got Adidas trainers. Yeah, yeah. And then you know you've got John Squire um, coming in with the guitar and just like killing it as soon as that comes in and. The, the four fit together so beautifully. Yeah. Um, it's, and it's a great chorus. It's a good chorus. Really, it good like, sing-along just chorus. really kind of pumps back in. Uh, I love the fact that there's no um, lead guitar in the f- whole of the first verse until, yeah. the, until the chorus comes in. Uh, and then my, my favourite bit of the whole song is the outro. Oh, the outro's great. Where, yeah. now, now, for a long time, I would go out and hit any song that finished on like a bum, I would expect... Yeah. That bass line to yeah. come in, and, uh, and like I just find myself going, this this song hasn't finished yet. This isn't fin-. like just waiting for that to come in. And, uh, and, and a lot of reasons why that's a great <coughs> to a song, apart from the fact that it's just a really good end to a song, is that it's just pure music. It's a groove. Yeah. It's, it's like a thing, and they probably did in the rehearsal. Thought this is really good. Let's, yeah, let's yeah. whack this on because they also thought it's also it, get, it shuts up Ian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ian, go and sit over there. <laughs> Ian, we've got all our songs now. We've got one minute of a song and then we've got five minutes of just playing. <laughs> and also, I mean, I met uh, Ian Brown in, uh, in Liverpool. Did you? Yeah, yeah. Me and, uh, me and Dave uh, were out and we were at, I think it was Labato, which was one of the rock pubs in Liverpool. And uh, the Stone Roses, which were the new Stone Roses, a guy called Aziz was on the, mm, guitar. Drum, the guitar. That's it. Yeah. And... They were they'd been to see Audio Web, uh, right, the yeah. uh, the um, uh, one of the Liverpool venues, mm. and then had come into uh, come into the bar afterwards, and and we were chatting to him, um, which was very surreal. Uh, he's, a, he's a geezer, aren't he? Yeah, Ian Brown. Yeah. Well, he was uh, apparently he wasn't doing any drugs at that point. Right. Um, okay. Wasn't drinking, so we did buy him an orange juice, um, <laughs> and uh, Dave. Dave had one of his Stone Roses t-shirts on, which uh, Ian Brown signed. So, so it was good. Yeah, it was. Uh, see, I think this is at least an equal. I think it is an equal. I suppose that's that. that and then it's is then good, it but then does it go? Is it better? Is it better? Um, I, don't, I don't know. Again, it I think, comes I think down probably to the difficulty the, of yeah, the thing. Yeah, the reasons why I'm going to say probably if I was. And say no, it's because just out of the artist. I think David Bowie is an artist. I mean, Stone Roses is a band. The, the problem is that you can't judge it. No, on the artist no, no, no. But if I'm going to find find fine margins, and you're saying mm. it's an equal, then I've got to find is it better? But and that's the reasons why it isn't better than changes. 
Can I, maybe, can, go, I, can I add a minor addendum in here? Go on, add it in. Because it in. I, like, again, difficult, I, uh, I, I know. I do love David Bowie, but this is a song I want to listen to more than Changes. If I'm driving in my car, this is a song that I'm happy if it comes on. I'm not unhappy if Changes comes on, but this is a song just in, in terms of everything about it and its uplifting nature and all of that, I think that, that's why I think that's, that's, the, that's the last I can say, yeah. that's the last I can argue, argue for them. I think it's, it's very of the time. I think it is a, a fantastic so I don't know. I'm going to have to leave it in oh, your hands now. Oh, this is awful now. Yeah. Do, 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 do. Oh, now. Uh... Think of the outro. I'm thinking of the outro. The problem is a lot of, a lot of radio stations don't play the outro. Apart yeah, from my Radio true. X. Uh, maybe whatever various other rock stations that are absolute might do. But um... Okay, it is. It is. Yes. I'm going to put it in. I'm going to put it in. in. I'm going to put it in. Um, for the outro. Not for Ian Brown's voice, because obviously the song itself has been recorded. So I'm not based on mine, but yeah, it is. I think it is. I mean, it's marginally better. Uh, I think it's, um, it's, it's, you're on a seesaw with the bass. I'm on a seesaw, so, so you, I'm going to go, go positive. I'm going to say, okay, one all. But like, yeah, it was, it's... Because he's going to beat us on a lot of songs, I yeah. think. I think but, we'll, we'll have, we can have that one. All right, I roll for you. Oh, oh, oh that was you rolling for me, but I'm rolling for you in a kind of paradox. Oh, two. I've, got two. I've got two as well now. Okay, so number two... For me, right, okay. My two is... Pack up your troubles and just get happy. This was originally recorded by Judy Garland. Um, and I'm going to choose the Rufus Wainwright version. Oh, of, for goodness <laughs> sakes. Of, of the old classic, uh, the 1930s song, Get Happy. get happy. To the judgment day, the sun is shining. Come on, get happy. The Lord is willing to take your hand. It's a good, it's a good song, as you just said, Chip. Yeah, it's a fun song, isn't it? It is. And the reason why I chose this song, um, and in, in terms of categories, I'd, like, this is a memory song. I mean, I'm a big fan of Rufus, as you well know. And I saw most of his tours back in the sort of last sort of 10, 15 years. This, the reason why I like this song is because this, he did a whole. Um, obviously, Rufus Wainwright is gay, and he's. Quite, he recorded a whole live album of uh, Judy Garland songs, and she did an, an infamous set in the Carnegie Hall back in the sort of late fifties or when it was. Um, and he replicated that and did the, ho the whole, literally the whole set again, obviously with a massive sort of like big piece band, and uh, he was obviously singing the Judy Garland parts. Um, um, and there's a DVD of that and an a live album of which this is from. But I saw him do just this song in, in his his own set. Probably about 10, maybe 10, 12 years ago, possibly somewhere in London, Albert Hall, something like that. And he did uh, Get Happy. Uh, and again, no one expected him to do it. I think it's pre him doing the Carnegie gig, <laughs> which he did probably did later on that year. And um, he's a showman, Rufus Wainwright. He really mm. is. I mean, he's great, he's great musically. And you talked about a couple of episodes ago about the person who can hold a room. Mm. Um, and he, I mean, I saw him do a gig where he was literally playing the two, two halves of a set. First half was just this whole new album played in its entirety. Um, and he was just him, him and the piano. He was quite insistent on like this, and it said outside, which I thought was a little bit kind of um, not prima donna-ish, or that was one of his titles of his album. Um, he said, please don't clap between each of the songs. 
he won't play it in its entirety, which, you know, fair enough. <laughs> his, his gig, his rules. Um, so he's quite, he's really, he's really into being a really good performer. Anyway, he did, he did this set, and I think this was his encore. He came on, he went off for like maybe two or three minutes, and everyone's clapping, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait for him to do like, you know, cigarettes <laughs> and chocolate. Like, I'm not going on, everyone's <laughs> clapping. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he came back on. Well, first of all, 15 male dancers came back on first, all kind of like with feather boas, and all sort of stood in a circle, head, eyes down, heads down. And then he, they sort of all sort of stood up, and then they sort of shrank and went to the floor very quickly. And obviously behind them was Rufus Wainwright, concealed, fully in track, <laughs> stilettos, full house, lipstick, no wig, just him. And he ended up singing his song, and it, it was purely just theatre. Right. Uh, and uh, this whole song is about sort of beer. It's, it's, a jolly, it's obviously clearly a jolly song. Yeah, yeah. Get up and get happy. It's quite evangelical. It's a little <clears> bit kind of Christian. Um, lots of references to kind of the, sort of the Judgment Bible, Day Judgment and Day, and that sort of thing. But I mean, stripping that aside, it is an up, it's one of the songs you'd put on to make yourself feel good mm. uh, and to sort of empower you in some way because you, you know, something may have happened. Um, and it's great. I mean, it's a big band. It's jo- it's upbeat. It's jolly. Uh, it's melodic. Um, I think he copes with it really well. Yeah, I th- I mean. I- I said to you while we were listening to it there, I've never heard the Rufus Wainwright version. I quite like the Judy Garden version. Mm. Um, it's uh, it's one of those ones. I think, um, in fact, I know Chris Evans had it as his Friday song uh, mm. for a while on his Radio 2 breakfast show. And uh, I... Uh, it was his eight o'clock song sort of thing and quite often driving in to work on a Friday or listening to the radio on a Friday morning uh, I'd hear it and, and it's, it is it's good it's, a, it's an uplifting song and, and I do like it that I agree with you I think that's a better version mm. no I think it is um, the, the Garland one's a little bit kind of like slower it feels, it feels but, um, um, I, I like that that's more big band though mm. and I quite like that yeah yeah, yeah. It. like uh, J- Judy Garland's I suppose he is big band really in the, but it's that I like the big bandness of it it's mm. almost like um, I, don't, it's, it, I, don't, I don't mean this as a negative but it's a little bit Michael Bublé but it's like a cool uh, it's a cool Michael Bublé but I don't think Michael Bublé is uncool anyway I don't think he's uncool no, no I, I think quite he, like I think it I think he's great but, I but that's what I mean I don't think it's, it's <coughs> kind of that mm. it's a, it's an edgy Michael Booth. Well, yeah, and also it's, it's from a, it's kind of swing, isn't it? Yeah. So it's kind of like Frank Sinatra, mm. as I said. Um, it's that kind of era. So anyone does a homage to it, yeah, you always feel it could be a bit cheesy. But actually, I don't think that's quite cheesy. I think that's quite a good one. No, no, I, yeah. I, I tell you, I, thought, I, thought I, was, I enjoyed that. I um, thought that was. Uh... So yeah, it's. It... All, if it helps, I'm seeing him again in April. <laughs> <laughs> got tickets see he's back is in that, that a concert or are you just meeting <laughs> up with him for a I don't know I wouldn't you see him in, stil- <laughs> in stilettos and uh, fishnets there's no there's no turning back ok uh, now I think this is a good song um, yeah my problem is and I don't think it quite fits the brief oh ok ok because I don't I'm not sure it's new beginnings Especially with the line "Get ready for the judgment day," that suggests the end. Forget your troubles, just get happy. You better chase your cares away. Saying, "How can I get happy? Get ready for the judgment." I day. don't think it's about a new beginning. I think it's about just being happy. Uh, and getting, it's about being happy and getting ready for the end. Yeah, but isn't it's a change it's about, of mood, though, isn't it? 
which you could say is a, it's a new beginning. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't we just get a crowbar out there? <laughs> that's, that's my only issue with this. I, I, I would put it in the same way that we did with Stone Roses. I think it's on a par yeah. with, because I thought that, that like that's a brilliant, brilliant version of mm. it. And, and like I said, I really like it. That I just don't think it quite fits the change of a new beginning and something new happening. I'll take that. I'll take that because I was. I, it was kind of one of the crossover ones I've had. And two, the two I've we've thrown for me is um, were probably the two of my kind, not so strongest ones out of five. But um, I'll take it. That's okay. <clears throat> okay. Moving on. Moving on up. Moving on up. Here we go. That sounds weird. Number six. Number six. Okay. Here we go. This is. <laughs> Now, this for me is the ultimate change song. It's the um, if if ever you needed a montage, this is the song you would play uh, on the back of it. It is Survivor with Eye of the Tiger. time I hear that song I see the montage from Rocky 3 Mickey's died he's had to go and be trained by Apollo Creed Apollo's there they're training in the gym this is right up your street oh, I've got to say this song this is right up your street is, this is everything I, I love the way that it starts like, boom, 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 boom. it's like a punch it's punchy right now do you know what endears me more to this song than anything else Apart from being used for one of your favourite films. Apart from one of my favourite film franchises of all time. <laughs> right, originally, Sylvester Stallone wanted to use Queen, Another One Bites the Dust. They denied him permission, so he went away and he got this band to write this song. So he did it in spite of Queen. Hollywood clout, though, isn't it? It's Hollywood clout. He could do what he wants. But Well, he couldn't get Queen, but I don't like Queen, so... He put it right in their face. Well, I've said it before on the podcast. 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 Uh, I'm sure we'll we'll get to that some at some point in the future. But Queen's not my favourite. I know they're good. They're not my favourite though. But this was this was written by Survivor, and he went and commissioned it. And he said, "Can you can you go away and write it because I can't get this song?" And I think you know it's a, it's a better film for it. Um, it's. Uh, yeah, just it, it's everything. It's the it's kind of the archetype, the montage. It's the archetypal montage. Um, they were they were a pretty average band, Survivor, but then this song made them made them massively famous. It got uh, loads of airplay on MTV, um, topped the charts worldwide during 1982, uh, number one on the Billboard Hot 100 for six weeks. Six weeks, number one on the Billboard charts. I mean, yes, that is, you're, you're not pissing <laughs> about with that. <laughs> David Bowie didn't even chart with changes. It's no, it's no <clears throat> Brian Adams, admittedly. Admittedly, but it's, it's uh, no Brian Adams and Mutt Lang. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
Just going back to Shania Twain, I don't know whether you saw Sky Arts uh, the other night, but uh, there was a Shania Twain concert. There, uh, uh, did, did, I, did I not see it? It was literally on before I came out to meet you today. Ah, it brilliant. was re- repeated on Sky Arts. Um, I was going to text you, but I just channel. got to the end and I thought, no, nah, I can't be asked. Don't even like Shania Twain. So, <coughs> take that back. But yes, uh, and look, it was voted VH1's 63rd greatest hard rock song. Uh, I've, I've got to be honest with you, VH1 can go ham. <laughs> they had Tommy Vance <laughs> Tommy Vance VH1 rock classics but look VH1 uh, went out with our <clears throat> white lemonade I mean that's as, it's, it's as old as that get out of it that was Elvis Costello's dad did our white <laughs> lemonade so you can lemonade lemonade um, um, so but this is the song I mentioned earlier <coughs> there, there was one song that I had that I don't think maybe is a better song than changes, but I think at certain times this is a better song than changes. Because if you're in the gym pounding out on a treadmill, you want to listen to this, not changes. If you're really trying to pump it, dip, some it, it, it's, it's running, all in the context, though, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is. It's, it's in the context. Contextually, I could, I could be listening to <clears throat> changes because I want to make a change about myself. Um, yeah, but it's not going to make you run harder on the train wheel trust me when I could, you're running I could be doing Pilates when you're running your marathon <laughs> this year when you're running your marathon this year if you're listening to some music and changes comes on you're not going to be happy this comes on you're going to be charging down to the finish line with your hands in the air <laughs> I'm going to get your head. I'm going to get disqualified because I've punched someone <laughs> in the face I've punched a bloke with a, with a fridge on his back and it's doing his but, comedy thing you know it comes from a great you've got in, in that you've got in, you've got Hulk Hogan in in um, in Rocky Three, and you've also got uh, the mm. mighty Mr. T. I'm gonna beat you. I'm gonna hurt you. I'm gonna beat you up. You saw the big guns of that, didn't you? I like uh, that. Uh, <laughs> you've, you've, you've referenced a film, mm. a film you love, Rocky. You've put Queen in there as a little <clears throat> kind of side side dish. It's on brief. That's all I'm <laughs> so, saying. So it is on brief. Rising up to the challenge of our rivals. I mean, I mean, you know, I'm loving the fact we're all in the sort of the same ballpark jungle of animals. It's a tiger, an ivory, or the lion. I actually do like the opening. I think, I think, I think, I mean, great punches. It is punching, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And um, that whole first thing is about how he's been beaten down and now he's got to ride up and do something different, change, be better than before, work harder. It's got everything. It's got everything. <laughs> but has it got it all? Has it got enough? Has it got enough, Jim? I'm fighting a massive case here. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't mind. I can. Ta- I, I've got I can to be take honest. It either way. It's a, it's a re- actually it's a really good song. It functions so well as what it does. Um, you know, there's nothing. It's not. It's nothing flabby in it. The song. I just don't think musically it's any better. No, um, I'll give changes. you that. I'll give you that. Um, but and it, and it works for the song. And, and the, the problem with that is it is such an association with Rocky. Um, Maybe I, maybe I can't get myself out of that kind of vibe. That's a good thing, though, surely. I, I don't know. I, I David thought, Bowie was I went to. I, was, I had a, I had a, I had a t- t- possibly a twenty-hour bus ride with a school trip to Spain once, and we watched all of the Rockies. <laughs> I think. God, that must have been the best bus journey ever. I don't know. I think the kids were booing me by about Rocky Two. One, two, three, and four, good movies. 
five. Mm, I didn't like that. Rocky Balboa, good. Good film. Creed, yeah. good. Not seen it. Uh, liked Creed. And uh, looking forward to seeing Creed 2. But Rocky Balboa is a good film. It's really good. Um, but, I've, I, but I've got to say something. <coughs> Sorry, it's not. It's not. It's not there. <laughs> okay, fair all enough. Right. I'll, so, I'll right. take that. Yeah. I, d- I don't think anyone out there will be right. disappointed. Well, that, that's, that's if, a, if, anyone, if anyone's really got a problem with that, we can VAR it. You can tweet us uh, and tell, <laughs> tell us that you think it's better tweet us at five better podcasts and uh, and let us know last row how are we doing what's the score it's three one to um to oh bowie god uno number one what is number one i don't understand number one is have we had the beatles yet in any of our Episodes. I'm not sure we have. Oh, it's the Beatles, by the way. I thought we Listeners. did do one Beatles, um, didn't we? No, maybe. Well, not. Yeah, this is not. Um, <clears throat> it's not a massive hit of theirs, but this is Blackbird by the Beatles. Blackbird, fly into the light of a dark black night. As, it's an iconic kind of like guitar song as well. I mean, I think mm. like, what I like about it is because I. <laughs> when I I remember this, and again, this could be another memory song for me, I suppose. Um, I think when we were in, was it in Brazil? And I, some guy we met who was playing this, and I learned to play it. Um, was it in Brazil? Or the only guitar I really remember was when we were in Peru. It can't be Peru. Um, it seems too long ago. Maybe it was. And Brazil. I think it was Brazil when we were in Lagrange. There was some guy at a guitar. Oh, right. okay. And he started and he started playing this. I was like, oh, that's how you play. And I could actually see someone playing it. Right. I haven't just always heard it on like a sort of recording or on the radio. And uh, so I learned how to play it. It's such a really nice. And when you learn how to play it, it's a really sort of. It seems quite simple. Yeah. Um, and I think co- melodically, chord wise, it's, it's such a great song, lovely song. And in fact, I love the fact the recording of it is just him. And his voice, and there's like a sort of beat, and you'll probably see the sound effects of a bird tweeting here and there. I know what you're thinking. How is this linked to the theme? <laughs> <laughs> I saw the quizzical look of Jim during the song there. He was just thought, what is it? <laughs> it's Bill Oddie turned up. <laughs> it's just a lot of old birds, isn't it? So one of the reasons why, <laughs> one of the reasons why he wrote a song in 1968, he said it was to do with the racial tensions escalating in the United States. Okay. Um... Whether that's the reasons why Blackbird was written, as in terms of the, the name and the animal itself, mm. or, the, or the bird itself, um, and you he also heard he was inspired by hearing the call of Blackbird one morning during many of his meditations in uh, India. Oh, when get they over, off get, to the get India. over yourself, Macca. Um, I, do you know what? <laughs> I don't really care about the, the the song lyrics as much. Well, well you I don't love... care about the theme either. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I've got a bit Jim last episode. <laughs> <laughs> the tables are turned. I totally missed the reef. Um, <laughs> is it linked to the idea of change? Is it symbolic in any way of the struggles of people in America at that time? <clears throat> um, I, ju- I just, I'm not sure where. It evokes a nice image of a blackbird. I mean, blackbirds are often quite sort of, sort of dark, I'm mm. dark in nature, aren't they, as well as yeah. sort of dark in colour. But um, um, is it about change? Is it beginnings? about change? Is it about new beginnings? I'm not quite sure. Um, I don't know. I'm really struggling because we're being beaten to a pulp by David Bowie. Uh, no, we're well done. Thanks. That's fine. Thank you. Sorry to bother you. That's okay. No, it's okay. All right. 
Is it? <clears throat> is it? Is it a better song? Better song? Probably. I think. I think. It's really, I think it's really well written. I think it is a better um, song. Is it on brief? I think I think you've picked up my syndrome of uh, still flicking through Wikipedia in desperation. Not because of lyrics, because lyrics to find um, out. I think I I just like I because I looked at this when I was researching. I just couldn't quite get it into I the mean, new no, beginning. Black, the black singing. Take these broken wings and learn to fly. All your life, you were only waiting for this moment to arise. Feels like there's, a, there's something there. Someone who's waiting to sort of take take off and yeah. be free, um, and it's fine. It's been sort of like it's just a sim- symbol of nature. It's lovely imagery. I got mums. Go, 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 go on, then. Go, go on, then. Let's have it. Let's I'm have it. it. Let's, I'm gonna have that. I'm gonna have that. Gonna thank God for that. I was so poorly argued. I apologise. I'm gonna say. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna say, Bowie, you freaky old. It's three two to Bowie, but we had we had a He's good run. He's, He's won, won. Yeah, but yeah. I think we, we gave him a. I think I think if you look at the songs that came up, I think uh, that's probably a fair result. I think it is. I mean, look, look at the dice as well, because actually yeah. I had a, I had a couple which I think if we'd have thrown instead of fire uh, raw by Katy Perry, like if I'd have had Nina Simone's feeling good. Yeah, I, that was when that's I was a classic, about isn't it? Well. So that that certainly might have been. Uh, I've got to say, I, part, ste- I, I only stepped away from that because we'd had uh, Nina Simone recently. Yeah, no, um, what, it's, I've got a text from Paul Lagadec, friend of the show, Paul Lagadec. Um, that's his new name. This is his new official title. <laughs> um, what did he say? He said, um, uh, Song for a New Beginning by Secret Garden. Yeah. yeah you can't, you can't yeah. top that, apparently. Um, the, so yeah that would have been a good one can, um, I, can I tell you one that I have which I actually I'm, I'm going to play a little clip of it now <coughs> just so our listeners can hear yeah how te- well how great it is in fact uh, this is literally so on brief it, this is Bucks Fizz New Beginning Ooh, have a listen I mean, they, they went absolutely bonkers there. They went a bit sort of Paul Simon Graceland. They did. They imploded um, on themselves. They didn't they? But I, I, band they did. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I didn't want to. I didn't want to put that in. But that's another one we could have had. What else, uh, Was it? Well, there was another one from Paul, wasn't there? He, t- he did say Johnny Nash. I can see clearly now the rain is gone. But we had that on a previous podcast, so, that, I, yeah, so yeah. I kept that one out. Uh, and then he said uh, Bob Dylan. Didn't he? Times were times, times are changing. changing. I had um, again. I can't. I can't have something. I've gone all pop. I don't, everything changes. But I take that. Um, you love it, take that, and even on like a change would do you good by Sheryl Crow. Oh, right. um, I, I, yeah, I saw that. No, I, I liked, I I liked Sheryl Crow. Yeah, yeah. I, I really liked Sheryl Crow. Uh, I had um, a change is going to come, uh, Sam. Cook, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which I think, if that had come up, I think that would have been a winner. I um, think that would have been back of the net. Even greatest statement <clears> take that I could have had. Yeah, um, um, I had a couple of George Markels. Um, had uh, freedom or faith, I thought were both very, yeah, very yeah. new beginnings, um, and and the ultimate power ballad in uh, "Wind of Change" by the Scorpions, Ooh. which uh, I, I love that song. I absolutely love that, that song. It's not a bad song. It's, it's a really good song. I'd love to say I'd love to say you argue that, but it's not a bad song for a, for a German pop band power ballad mm. that was written in 1990 after the fall of the Berlin Wall just as we were going through Glasnost and Perestroika that has got bloody everything in it 
And can I uh, also say was um, Sensu Unadonna? Was that the same band? No, no, that was um, Paul Young and Zuccaro. Zuccaro, wasn't it? Okay, so not, uh, not get, Scorpions. Get my power he, balance mixed he, up. He was Italian. Sensu de Donna. Yeah, yeah, yeah with that woman. Yeah, yeah. They were. Um, um, where, whereas okay. they were. I've got, I've got my balance mixed up. You've got, you've got your countries <laughs> I've got, mixed up. I've got as my well. countries. Good tug. Um, and what else do I have? I had, um, I had new radicals. You get what you give. Don't give up. You got the music. Oh, again, it's all. I yeah, think I missed the brief. Did I you? think I missed the brief. And I, and I came up with the brief. Yeah, I know. You're what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> I, I Daft Punk, Harder, Better, Stronger, Faster, of an album that uh, we yeah, listened we to. Yeah, we had the hell out yeah, of that. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, at the turn of the millennium. Yeah. Um, a great, great song. Again, love Daft Punk. Love everything they do. Talking about George Harrison last week. And yeah. Here Comes the Sun. I thought, you know, new day, new beginning. It's a new um, dawn. Uh, and then I got all political and thought about the revolution will not be televised with Gilstock. It's got heron Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, as much as I didn't think that quite fit the brief, because I thought about the brief. Some of you thought about the brief. Radical. New radicals. Yeah. Um, well, there's quite a few ones there. Um, my brother uh, Simon Mary, drummer extraordinaire, uh, had. Um, uh, we've only just begun by the Carpenters. I'm not oh, sure. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, a good one. He think he understood the brief. He understood. Uh, the brief. <laughs> um, At least he had the word beginning in there. <laughs> begun, beginning. begin, begin again. Begin the begin by Julio uh, Iglesias. Um, so there we go. That's some good ones there. But Bowie, Bowie's obviously going to be a tough one. So sort of, I think he's, he's up there. He's an icon. So you're gonna you're gonna struggle to beat an icon. To quote, to to um, uh, misquote uh, Jim Bowen. You can't beat a bit of Bowie. I thought you were going to say Super Smashing Great. Yeah, well, well, Super Smashing Great as well. That would have been to quote him correctly. <laughs> <laughs> to misquote him would be you can't beat a bit of Bowie. Fair enough. Um, well, there we go. So that's a good one. Um, so it's New Year. New season. It's New Year, new season. What, what's Is it a new season? Is this not the old season? Same season. I think uh, our output's kind of getting regular again now, isn't it? We, we're kind of yeah, pushing so in once we, a month. We, we, obviously, really. as always, we want, we want listeners to kind of contribute as well. So get on with your ideas at Five Better Podcasts. You know, any ideas for so- songs, themes, yeah. you know, keeping me on brief would be useful. Um, and uh, yeah, let's get, let's get it started. I mean, there's loads of things we've not touched on yet, but. Um, Oh, do you know what I didn't have? Sorry, <laughs> this is. Do you know what the things, the songs I had there? Okay, it was slightly sort of sketchy on brief, but I had some, I had some really good ones in terms of musical numbers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I had "Let It Go" by on the Frozen soundtrack from the film, um, the animation film Frozen. Yeah, I about know. Let where, it, I know about let it, yeah, about let it go. I'm trying to find where on where in anywhere that's within the. Well, brief. in terms of the, her her go, story are you, arc. Are you using the word? Go? No, no. In terms of her story arc, she's a person who can't cope with her power. She's got so she finally she gives in and lets it all go. So it's about changing the self awareness of what she's got as a power. <laughs> and she's getting the crowbar back out. <laughs> Right, all right, mate. That's a nice one. We'll, we'll, we'll talk and we'll see you all soon. Bye. Bye. Five better, five better, five better podcast. Five better, five better, five better podcast. <laughs>